And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi for Me Radio is live from the bunker. Okay, everybody, I know, I'm late, I'm sorry. I started diving down a rabbit hole. Welcome, everyone, we are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt, I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me, and... uh, It's likely to be a shorter show today, mainly because I've got to get some other stuff done uh, ahead of getting out to a day job thing. So I'm probably not going to do the full hour, but I do want to uh, welcome all of you. Thank you for being here. I see see Dave and Cam and Culture Casino in the chat. Good to see all of you there. Culture, I want to thank you for uh, for the shout out in uh, yesterday's video that you did. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's always nice to get a signal boost. Uh, speaking of signal, we are broadcasting to uh, Facebook, Odyssey, and YouTube. And at, at some point, I'm thinking maybe everything is working. It looks like we're uh, it looks like we're buffering a little bit today. I'm not sure exactly why, but we've been having some internet issues here. Maybe due to the weather, but I'm not sure. So, and I see Snipey Sonob there in the chat. So good to see you there too. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it, I, I've had to reset the box a couple of times in, in the last, uh, last couple of days, something we haven't done in a while. So either the weather is taking its toll on our gear or it's time to get new gear because I, I wipe these things out. So, uh, I mentioned we're broadcasting live to video platforms. This show is also available as a podcast on various different platform players. And a programming note, uh, we now have Foreign Bodies available as a podcast as well. The first two episodes are up on uh, on various players. We're in the process of submitting the links to uh, other other platforms so you can so you can find that out there in the wild as well. The chat's open. If you're not here with us live, you can leave a comment. You can always send us feedback by email, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. And the the topic for today, I I, I I'm I'm hesitant on this. I'm, I'm well. I saw after after we got done with uh, with the H2O podcast last night, I had I had a link Mrs. Boss had sent me for the new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. And <laughs> Okay, this is I like I like this I like this comment, Dave. Uh, Sci Fi for Me TV's content is so intense it takes its toll on hardware. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Um, the fact that we're constantly on the internet here for, uh, not just broadcasting for these shows, but since, since Mindy works from home four days a week, uh, it's, uh, it gets used a lot. So, uh, but anyway, so I was, so Mindy sends me the link to the, the new Thor trailer. 
And I watched it last night. And my first reaction was, okay, that's the Thor trailer. And it struck me at the time that I'm that I'm not as interested in this because I'm not interested in seeing Thor become the comic relief in his own movies. And that's what it looks like is happening here. It's it's one of these the first Thor movie, he had an arc. He was self-indulgent. He was egotistical. He was full of himself. He wasn't taking care of anybody else. He wasn't considerate of others. He was selfish. He felt entitled to be the next king and all of this. And Odin put him in his place so he could learn a few lessons. And we have that arc in that first movie. Thor, at the end of that film, is more mature certainly still has a long way to go, but he recognizes that he has a long way to go. And in subsequent outings for the character in the various different stories, Thor has gradually turned into the butt of his own jokes. And I'm not interested in that. And I see the the discussion online about... Uh, Natalie Portman coming back as as Lady Thor, as Mighty Thor, whatever it is that we were going to call her. And the speculation as to whether or not her arms have been enhanced by CG or not. And my first, my first reaction is, I don't care. I haven't seen Doctor Strange 2 yet. I'm kind of interested just to see what Sam Raimi can do in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Marvel does have quite a bit of box around the creative when it comes to this stuff because you're talking about um, you're talking about a TV series. And I've said this before. Kevin Feige is the showrunner. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a TV series. Each of these movies is an episode, and it's directed by people who have to follow the format and the style of the show. Same as you would any other TV series. And... There's there's Raimi-isms in the movie, I hear, but it's not full Sam Raimi. It's it's there's the Sam Raimi parts and then the rest of it is the Marvel parts because you've got this as a piece of a whole. And I'm, okay, eventually I'll get around to it. I mean, eventually I saw Eternals. Eventually I saw Shang-Chi. But I'm not that interested anymore. Uh, sci has got a good question uh, with regard to the the trailer. Uh, if you had, uh, you know, there there's a piece where, those of you who haven't seen it yet, there's a piece where Thor is in chains in Olympus, and Zeus, you know, flicks his finger, and, and Thor's outfit, clothing, is done away with. 
And side uh, so by saying if you if you swap uh, Chris Hemsworth with Portman and put Thor and Iron Man in the position of Valkyrie and Portman, is that still okay? I have a feeling I know what the blue check marks would say. It's the same kind of thing as as the you know you have the the complaints about the cheesecake and the and the the over the over sexualized portrayal of female superheroes in the comic books and and uh, full heaving bosoms and 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 you know big boobs and skinny waists and anime and and video games and whatnot and this unrealistic where her where are her organs thing and yet look at Harlequin romance novel covers. Look at look at the ads for look at the ads for underwear. I mean, I'm not saying go out and look at a bunch of ads for underwear because then the algorithm will be feeding you all sorts of things that you don't want to see. But the marketing for underwear, for example, when it comes to women, it's all body positive this and body positive that, and I feel good about myself and all of this. I mean, you look at this, the new Sports Illustrated, uh, the new Sports Illustrated cover. But marketing for men, you're not going to get the dad bod in the underwear commercials. You're just not. And I see. <laughs> Where's my naked Portman? Did it, it, isn't isn't that isn't that in Black Swan? What? I don't know. But then I look at this report that is in uh, with regard to Obi Wan Kenobi this week, and we're hearing there are reports that people inside Lucasfilm were telling Moses Ingram, who plays the Inquisitor Reva. Be ready. If they don't like it, it's because they're racist. Basically preemptively saying that anybody who complains about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, is automatically, by definition, a racist. And if the bait-and-switch ending that we're hearing about is actually the bait-and-switch ending we're hearing about, now we're, we're getting it without a context, Let's be clear about that. We're hearing about the ending without hearing anything about what happens in the middle. So it's entirely possible that the ending that we're that we're supposedly getting makes sense and actually works. Who knows? We won't know until we get But this goes back to the marketing for Captain Marvel. He goes back to the marketing for Jodie Whittaker's The Thirteenth Doctor. Getting into identitarianism as opposed to you should watch this movie because it's going to tell a really cool story. You should watch this because it has interesting characters. It has interesting arcs. It, you know, th those kinds of things. 
And yeah, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun ish to see Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen back together again. Okay, fine. I'm not gonna deny that. There is a possibility there. There is some potential there for some really interesting stuff from you know between those two characters. However, you also have to take into consideration there's there's continuity there's context that has to be respected and lucasfilm current year lucasfilm has has demonstrated very clearly that they don't have a whole lot of respect for the continuity now it's entirely possible that they do some kind of a confrontation between obi-wan and darth vader that actually makes sense and still works within the context of what was said on the Death Star in the first movie. We won't know until we see it. And I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt until I see it. But I'm also not feeling a great compulsion to have to, oh my, I've got to see this on Friday. I don't have a burning desire to see any of it. Now, I'm, I'm interested in She-Hulk because I've been wanting a She-Hulk show or movie or something for a long while because I think there's some, there's some potential there, especially in terms of you know, being the comedic, breaking the fourth wall type you know, from John Burns run. There's potential but unrealized potential is a lot of you know a lot of a lot of what we get Sci-Fi Snob says the time between episodes three and four is ripe with good stories. Empire hunting Jedi, Vader's constant conflict with his past with the Emperor, and the Emperor trying to control him. Yeah, there there is a lot of story potential in in those in those intervening eighteen years. Even even since we've gotten you know we've got the Bad Batch following Order sixty six, we've got Star Wars Rebels. We have Rogue One. Rogue One was a decent picture. Recent, you know, Rogue One was a good movie. But, current year Lucasfilm has, has demonstrated that they don't really respect what's come before. And I see all of the casting news for Doctor Who. Okay, fine. Tennant and Catherine Tate coming back as their respective characters, you know, Tenth Doctor and Donna Noble. I'm I'm interested. How do they bring Donna Noble back? Because the last time we saw Donna Noble, it was pretty clearly established if she ever saw the Tenth Doctor and remembered anything, her brain would fry. And immediately after the news that. Shudi Gatwa was going to be the 14th Doctor, we have, you know, the identity politics debate again. And we come to find out, and, and Russell T. Davies even said at the beginning of all of this, they had somebody picked out, and then Shudi came in with his audition and blew everybody out of the water and said, you know, this is the guy. 
But the guy that they had picked is a ginger. And Davy's pick wasn't the BBC's pick. And the BBC said, use this guy. Maybe. That's what we're hearing. Okay, so a redhead's been replaced by a black again. Okay. And he could very well be I've never seen him I've never seen him do anything. He could very well be one of the greatest actors of his generation. He's won numerous awards. That's gotta count for something. He's got he's got BAFTA awards. Okay. Proof is in the pudding. When I see him as the doctor, then I'll have an opinion. But I'm just I'm losing interest in all of this. And it's not because the material is subpar, although that's that's part of it. I'm 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 getting to the point and, and let me ask you all how close you are to this. Where the debate, the discussion, the back and forth and the marketing and the media coverage and all of the noise surrounding these things gets to the point where you just want to shut the whole thing off and walk away from it. Because that's where, that's where I am. I'm... I'm... I'm losing interest because it's not interesting anymore. Your 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 marketing and media coverage and stuff is such that I don't care. You you're not persuading me to part with my time or my money over your product. Now, the Captain Marvel thing, the marketing for Captain Marvel was basically, you know, it's all about female empowerment and, you know, feminism and whatnot. And that's not exactly how the movie came out. That's not actually what's in the movie. There's pieces of that. There's a little bit of that. But it's not this feminist uh, mandate thing like, like people were we're talking about and a lot of people thought well we have to go see it because it's in between the two Avengers movies and we don't want to miss out on story that was very smart programming and I use the word programming deliberately there because you are being programmed to expect certain things from the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's all tied together None of these stories are standalone. They're all part of this giant, big collective thing. And if you, you know, you've, you've got fear of missing out built into all of it. Well, if I don't see this, you know, I won't understand that. And there's some value to that from a marketing standpoint. There's a, you know, built-in audience. You get some audience loyalty. You get some return business. And people keep coming back because they want to see the next thing. And it's all, it's all connected. Okay, fine. But there should also be room for some standalone stuff. Some, some things that don't depend on everything else in order for you to enjoy it. 
But if you're going to try to sell me on something, sell me on the merits of the thing itself. The story, the craft, the performances, all of that. Nostalgia, yeah, it, it factors into it a little bit, especially with the, with the Obi-Wan thing. But not as much. Not for me. I don't know how anybody else feels about it, but for me, it's not really the nostalgia factor that has me interested in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Strange New Worlds, another example. I'm watching it, I'm enjoying it, but I've also shut my brain off because it's not it's not lining up with anything that was established before. All right, this is an alternate universe. That's how I that's how I can enjoy it. It's a, it, it's an alternate timeline. And I've gotten to the point where and I and I've been here before and and this is not this is not anything to persuade people to walk away from any of this stuff. You like what you like. That's fine. And I enjoy some of this. I, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I hate it all. I'm just not interested. There's, there's not the impulse and the urge to be in line the first day anymore. If that makes sense. And it's been a long while since I've wanted to be there on the very first day anyway. But, you know, opening weekend, let's go see it. When You know, it's it's out, it's new, it's something you know, we haven't seen before. Let's go see it. And I'm not feeling that impulse much anymore. And I don't know how much of it has to do with the lockdowns and the house arrest that we've been under for the last couple of years where I'm sitting there going, you know what, I just don't want to get out at all. Our date nights are going to Home Depot. And buying dirt at, at, at the lawn and garden store because we're planting potatoes. I mean, that's, that's, that's where we are. You know, priorities shift as you get older, as, as your life circumstances change. And I don't feel compelled to go see any of this stuff. You know, I still haven't finished the first season of What If. What was that other one? Uh, uh, Star Wars Visions. I've seen the first episode. Okay. But right now, if we have any kind of TV night, we're watching Deep Space Nine. Or animated X-Men. We've started Survivors, the old BBC Terry Nation series. And I'm trying to persuade Mrs. Boss to watch those a little bit more frequently than we are. (laughs) But, you know, we're going through DS9. Yeah, we're watching Strange New Worlds. Okay, we watched Moon Knight. All right, it's okay. And I just, I'm I'm not getting excited about anything anymore. And it could just be me. Cam says, I've been meaning to rewatch Roughnecks Starship Trooper Chronicles. I haven't seen that. I've seen Star Tro- uh, you know, Starship Troopers. I haven't seen any of the other sequel stuff. You know what I'd like to go through, go back through and watch is uh, Space Above and Beyond. 
I don't even know where if that's if that's out there anywhere or not. But I would like to I would like to see that. That needs to come out on DVD if it's not already. <clears throat> and I recommend it. Space Above and Beyond. If you haven't seen it, uh, you know, and we've got to go through Babylon Five because I don't think Mrs. Boss, you haven't watched Babylon Five, have you? No. no. You what? You've never seen Starship Troopers? No. See, the list keeps getting bigger. <laughs> oh, it's an anim animated series is halfway between the movies and the books. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, Dave, you've got a you've got a good uh, you've got a good point there too because you know the the days of we have to go to the theater. Because you got all this day and date stuff is like, well, you know, I can I can wait I can wait thirty days and it'll be on it'll be on my streaming service. And it's funny because we saw we went and saw Star Trek the Motion Picture Sunday night in a movie theater and and it really does look good. But there were some things that I noticed and I thought, well, that was an interesting choice. I'm still not sure about the sparkly titles at the beginning. That that I seemed kind of that was that that was that was very serious, very seventies of them, which you know, it's nineteen seventy nine. But <laughs> Shira was until the eighties. Yes, but that is the opening. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, I know. I'm yeah, fine. No videos. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'm on. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you now. Those. The only thing I thought of while they were doing that is they stole the opening sequence. When they were making this pretty, see, this making it pretty came after She-Ra. There was the movie where She-Ra and He-Man meet for the first time and all that, Secret of the Sword. Yeah. And that is what they have for the... She-Ra wasn't the only one that did sparkly titles. Doesn't matter. It's the only one that I matters. Just, okay. All right. Thank you. At least, like everything else with, uh -huh. you know... She had a chest and a waist, which is more than I can say for the new stuff. And, and, that's, and that's what Mrs. Boss thinks about it. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm... Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm taking black pills. I, I, I really... I have my days, all right? I have my days. I I hear you over there. Shush. You you do your you do your day job thing over there. Just let me let me be. But yeah, <laughs> I think the other the other part of that too the the idea of uh you know waiting waiting for it to come out on video or waiting it to come out on streaming service there are a lot there's lots of that too. I, I don't know that it's destroyed the theater-going experience, but it's certainly done some damage to it. But I also think, uh, Minnie and I were talking about afterwards, I think some of the stuff that was done for the 4K restoration of Star Trek The Motion Picture was done with the idea in mind that it's going to be watched on TV screens at home. The theatrical stuff was a bonus, and I haven't watched it on a TV screen yet. I, I waited. I, I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it on streaming until I see it in the theater because I want to see it in the theater first. I want to have that experience first. Uh, 
And now that I have, and I've seen some of the stuff that, you know, people are talking about is in terms of some of the restoration and the digital effects and whatnot. Now I'm curious to see how it translates onto television screens because it, my thinking is that they did this mainly for home video, not movie screens. So I'm I'm curious what uh, what it what it looks like, how it's going to hold up. <clears throat> oh, Cam Cam says uh, now that makes me want to watch some Shira. All right, well, it's got to be out there somewhere. Who's got it? Who 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 produced that? Was Filmation? Was that on? Uh, the one? Yeah, the original one was that Filmation that produced those? I think it was. Everything was filming. Maybe we should do an examination of the Filmation Library at some point and take a look at all of the different shows that they made because they made a lot, including Star Trek, the animated series, which we need to finish. See, that's another thing. You know, we've been watching some of this stuff, but, you know, I just... I don't want to say I don't care because I do. As a fan, I've been invested in these franchises since I was, you know, five, six years old. You know, I remember coming home after school and watching George Reeves as Superman. As a matter of fact, I got... I got punished one time because of all of that. So, I'll tell the story. Um, maybe first grade, second grade, I can't remember. But I was in a rush to get home. Mom, we got to get home, we got to get home, we got to get home, because I want to watch Superman. And mom, being mom, uh, it's it's not, it'll be over by the time we get home. Just calm down. You know, that that kind of thing, you know. And, and, and mom wasn't being mean or anything. Mom actually figured, you know, by the time we get home, it's going to be over. So we get home, and I rush to the TV, and I, and I distinctly remember this, because the TV was over in the corner of the living room. And I rush over to the TV, and I turn it on, and I switch it over to the channel, and opening credits of The Adventures of Superman were just starting. We barely made it in time. And I looked over at Mom, and I says, What do you think that is, The Adventures of Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Smart enough to my mom, and that was not a good idea. Because I got the switch for that. Come here. And I didn't get to see TV for a while. So folks, don't smart off to your mom. That's, that's, the, that's the lesson to be learned here. In your enthusiasm for those things that you are a fan of, don't lose sight of how you treat other people. A brilliant insight. See, this is the this is those things that hand, 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 happen at random. This is this is actually an important thing because it can apply to everything that's going on right now. All of this stuff that's going on between fandoms and and what happened with Sifwa and Mercedes Lackey, we talked about yesterday. All of these fights and all of these battles and all of these, you know, groups that are that are attacking each other and all of this, whatever trips your trigger as a fan 
whatever you like, whatever you enjoy, whether it's the original Star Wars trilogy or Tom Baker's Doctor Who or Jodie Whittaker's Doctor or, or, or The Last Jedi or the new He-Man or the old He-Man and the, the, the Beanface uh, Thundercat, whatever. The fact that you like X does not give you license to denigrate and attack people who like Z. And it goes both ways on that. Because the people who like the Beanface Thundercats and the people who are on Twitter and Tumblr and all of that telling you that you're a racist, bigot, homophobe for not liking The Last Jedi, they're in the wrong too. But that doesn't mean that we turn around and attack people willy-nilly for liking Beanface Thundercats and The Last Jedi. You like what you like. That's fine. Don't go looking for a fight. <laughs> Dave, can we? Uh, Dave says, can we apply that to the to the creators about the viewers? It should. And I think that a certain amount of accountability is starting to show up in some of this. I mean, look at look at Disney's stock price. They're hovering around $100. I don't know. Culture Casino could still be, if he's still in the chat, he's probably keeping an eye on it. I, I know it bounced down to $100 and some change here a couple of days ago, or yesterday. I think it's somewhere around 105 last time I looked at it. But it could go, it could keep going. It could keep going. Especially, especially now that we've got the story in the BBC uh, about this massive document hack that proves what people have been suspecting all along about these these concentration camps in China that are rounding up Uyghur Muslims. Huge document dump, uh, and and I don't know what I don't know where exactly that came from or what the fallout of this is going to be. But you remember Walt Disney Company shot Mulan just over the hill from these concentration camps in China. At the same time, they were threatening to take all of their business out of Georgia over some abortion bill. Corporations need to stay out of politics because they're going to lose money. And Dave, you've got it right there on the on the 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 dot where it is important to the bottom line not to insult your customers, not to attack your customers, and that's what they are. They're customers. They're not fans. Fans may be okay, fine, fine, whatever. You're a fan, but if you pay money for this stuff, <coughs> you are a customer. And should be treated as such. <laughs> Christopher says, I was going to get all cowardly lie and put them up, put them up about the merits of Filmation's Ghostbusters. Hey, I, I'm not saying anything bad about the Ghostbusters. Filmation's Ghostbusters is, is canon and it's part of the it's part of the lore of the show of the of the, the movies. 
Oh, by the way, did you see? Um, we've got this. Uh, we've got this news this week. It'll be on Good Morning Multiverse. Um, there's a new Plastic Man animated show coming, and it's going to be gender bent. And Leslie Jones from Ghostbusters: Answer the Call is going to play Plastic Man, plastic, plastic person. And this comes after the blowback on Mindy Kaling's Velma, where you have uh, an Indian Velma Dinkley, and India, India, the continent India, not Native America Indian. Nobody's interested in this stuff. Nobody cares. Are you still as interested in all this stuff now as you were five years ago, two years ago, ten years ago? I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> Cam says, It's funny how people who screech about co-opting things are so eager to co-opt things. Well, yes, but certain things... Certain things, it's okay to co-opt from certain people if it's certain people doing the co-opting. Right? All right, that's going to do it for us. I will leave you with that thought. And an invitation uh, for all of you to join us uh, on the social medias and everything. Uh, you know, Cam asked about uh, seeing the Batwoman writer's room in Saturday yesterday. I did not. Um Oh, 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 I did not see this. Let me pull this up here, this in the chat. This is from Commander Ed Straker. Worse yet, there are rumors Disney had slave Uyghur labor used on Mulan's Why the Chinese Secret Police. I didn't know that. That's news. That's news to me. Uh, we, did have an, uh, we did have a question on last night's H2O podcast about how people could tip us. There is the PayPal link in the show notes. It's also up at the top of our YouTube channel. You can, you can click on it to go there. Um, the Super Chat, as far as I know, the Super Chats are still active and working on our, on our live stream. So um, that's another option uh, if any of you are, are interested in doing that. Certainly not any kind of an obligation course um cam says disney stock is down again today it is going to continue to go down because bob chapek got blasted and i i think it's going to take a while if he recovers not saying that it's likely he it could it could very well be too far gone at this point for bob chapek to survive We'll see. I don't know. All right. What? So I was just reading uh, D.T. Jones' chief has, his, has taken a stand. Oh, the Walter, yeah, Walter Hamada uh, did, a, did a deposition in the, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. See, and that's another thing. I'm sitting there going, yeah, th I mean, we're 21 days into this thing. Enough already. Like we, know, we know she's lying. <sighs> But, you know, due process, everybody's entitled to it. We'll see what happens, you know, jury of our peers and whatnot. Everybody's special until nobody's special. 
Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, there are four lights. Clint Stoker back here tomorrow. He's going to talk Dracula. Don't miss it. Talk to you later. Bye. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 